0: You know what this is? This is the beginning of season four of the 408. Can you believe that? Four years we've been doing this. I still remember the first year when we did this, and we were just trying to figure it out. We had students like making stories up, and we had we were using copyrighted music. And I feel like I feel like we've come a long way. I feel like the 408 is now part of the Lasa identity, and I also feel ready to make some interesting changes here. One of those changes this year is the addition of a new, a brand new executive producer. <laughs> and I mean, the reason I did this was because as beautiful as my voice is, and as much as I know you guys want to hear it, I feel like a student voice would make the, the 408 a little bit more real. Uh, it will make it a little bit more, um, relatable. more relatable. So here standing or sitting actually next to me is our brand new executive producer, Yasuri. Palmation. Say what's up yesterday.
1: What's up guys? <laughs> I'm really
0: excited to have you on this and to have you be the new executive producer because I feel like I feel like you're gonna bring an energy into this thing that I am lacking and I need your your spirit your youthful spirit I feel like i i I'm, I'm old enough to retire from this <laughs> I, I can pass this to somebody else to somebody more uh energetic than I can be and I'm really excited about it how do you, how do you feel about being our new executive producer
1: a little nervous i'm kinda, I'm kind of scared because this is online forever you know it and is online forever and you're kind of narrating other people's stories and having the liberty to do so
0: but that's cool right? as soon as as long as i'm paying for the website <laughs> <laughs> you and i are gonna live forever, forever. as long as the forever. internet still works
2: <laughs> as <long> as it- <laughs>
0: so it's very exciting yeah and this year we're beginning with a uh, with a podcast about friendship right and more specifically
1: friendship breakups
0: friendship breakups i mean that's the stuff of good stories yeah right
1: everybody always talks about happy times and how good friendships are but you know
0: but no right there's other truths in there there's other realities yeah crazy the rawness of relationships
1: people going deep right i feel like the like the end of a of a friendship is one it's harder than a breakup with a partner because with a friend, you go in deeper than you do with a partner.
0: Right. There's 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 room and there's time for more intimacy. Yeah. Like you can have a friend for years, whereas a relationship, you, you know, it could be as young as a couple of months, you mm-hmm. know, like, and, and there isn't that much depth, right?
1: No. And it's more sincere when you're trying to be in a relationship with someone. It's like you try to impress them. And with the friend, it just comes genuinely. Right. You know what my it dad tells me? My dad tells me. En la vida no hay amigos, solo hay gente que se conoce. So then I wonder who are your real friends in life, or if there even are friends, or what even is a friend? So then when I get close to someone and we just stop talking due to issues or because of distance, and I wonder why it hurts, is that a friend? Do you realize who is a friend once they're gone? Or do you know what is a friend when you have them?
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is about friendship breakups. And I think I'm ready to let Yasuri take it away. Do it up, Yasuri.
1: Beginning a new chapter of the 408, we start off with brand new producers, production managers, creative directors, and a new and improved marketing team. For our first episode, we have creative director Kevin Lopez and producer Nathalie Arango talking to one of our very own students. She shares her story about a time when her friend said something she didn't like and she spoke her mind which created a conflict between them causing them not to speak again. People tend
3: to latch on to others without considering the fact that one day they might leave us.
2: And when it happens. We realize that we've become so attached to them that it becomes difficult to move on as they've become a huge part of our lives. Natalie and myself, Kevin, decided to interview this person, as she had a story similar to this experience.
3: This is Daraya Portillo, currently a junior at Lasa, and this is her story. So
4: basically what happened, um, last semester, we We got into a little... Well, we didn't get into an argument. We got into, like, a disagreement or whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Basically, because, um, obviously, she's my friend. And as a friend, like, if you do something wrong, I'm going to be like, Hey, like, what you're doing is not okay. So, and it's vice versa, you know. I would want you to correct me if I'm doing something wrong. So, we were at school. And um, we were with our friends. And, obviously, she was there. And she had said something to one of my friends, my other friend. And me and my other friend <laughs> This is so confusing not using names. <laughs> and my other friend were like, like what the hell? Like you don't say that to a person. But she had said she had made a comment it would the way we took it, what well, we interpreted it as in like, no, like that's wrong. And since that day she had got upset and obviously we knew she got upset because we gave her a response that she wasn't expecting and she was upset, she didn't talk to us and what's call it called that since then our just, our friendship just went to trash. We just stopped talking, we just started ignoring each other, and we just don't talk to each other no more, and it's awkward.
3: <laughs> Delilah and her ex-friend were essentially family to each other. They had met during their freshman year at Lasa. They would go get their nails done, go shopping together, and had many sleepovers. However, things changed when Delilah addressed something about her ex-friend's boyfriend, which had upset her. Her ex-friend took it in a way that Delilah didn't intend to. When you said your friendship went to trash, did you mean that it's gone for good or that you'd eventually want it back?
4: I think, I mean, I wouldn't mind being friends with her again because I care for her a lot and Mm -hmm. I care what happens to her, what she does in her life. But if, you know, we're not meant to be friends and we're not meant to be friends. But if she were to come back into my life, I would just put stuff aside because what's the point of living in the past? It's not going to help you.
3: I asked her how she felt about losing a three-year friendship and she tells us that it took her by surprise and that she realizes now that it isn't best to rely on people.
4: I feel like I relied on her a lot to be there for me and I feel like throughout this time like right now in my life I feel like I just I really needed her because of what's going on and with my family and stuff and my personal life and she was like my best friend so you know your best friend here's your out your best friend is there for you they even tell you that so I just I guess I'm over it now like I learned that not everyone's gonna be there for you even the people you think that love you the most one day they're just gonna turn their back on you and that's gonna be the end of it there's nothing wrong with just having yourself because at the end of the day you just have yourself but it just took me like a moment to realize that like i only have myself and nobody else has myself
3: she believes that she was a good friend however her ex-friend didn't feel the same way as she might have seen delilah as distant and uncaring whereas delilah was really only trying to help her out and correct her wrong the last time we talked we also had an involvement with a guy
4: oh yeah that that's why we stopped that's what i told her like whatever happens with her in her relationship or whatever, I had told her, like, hey, like, she had done something that, at least in my eyes, it was incorrect. So I told her to get it together like any other friends, because I would want her to tell me the same thing. If I was doing something that I'm not supposed to, I need, sometimes you need someone to be like, to make, make you open your eyes, and, you know, I was trying to, I thought we were close enough, I thought we were, we had that type of bond that I could tell you something, and you wouldn't, like, think I'm disrespecting you in any kind, because that wasn't my intentions. so I tried to tell her, like, because obviously the guy is my friend as well, to try to, like, try to knock some sense into her, and maybe it's the way I approached her, maybe I could have been more sensitive towards the topic, because obviously that was her boyfriend at the time, but it is what it is, right? <laughs> and um, you have her for some classes, right? Yeah, I do.
3: And how do you feel about that?
4: Mm, at first, it was weird because I just, I just didn't want to see her, and I, I was just like, I'm mad at you. I don't want to talk to you. Like, don't breathe my same air. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's just like petty talk, you know? I mean, we have the same classes. We live in a world where you're going to come across people you don't like, not saying I don't like her. So now I just, uh, we're neutral each other. Like, you know, it's... We don't talk unless we have to, but it's not weird. It's just kind of, I think it's weird sometimes if we were, sometimes we'll sit next to each other, like for advisory. And it's weird because sometimes we'll find things funny and like, I want to laugh. And I know she wants to laugh and it's just like, I don't want to laugh with you, but
2: <laughs> but that's just like the
4: petty talk speaking, you know, like the petty side of yourself. <laughs> but other than that, it's not, it's not weird. Her presence is just, it's just there.
2: What Delilah said is true. We do live in a world where we'll come across people we don't like. We have to be mature about the problem we face and fix them. And when it comes to close relationships, we have to try to fix them because they become such a huge part of our lives. As Delilah says later on, hurting someone you love sucks.
4: I feel like she was an important person to me. I I don't say this a lot, but she was a really important person to me. Um, not only to me, but my family Like She was literally part of my family Because my family loves her But um, if I could go back and fix it I feel like I would approach it in a different way Just because I know she was hurt by what I told her And that was not my intention And I feel like hurting someone you love, it sucks Because then you're like, damn I said something that hurt you And it's not cool
3: And with this experience, what have you learned?
4: Um, I've learned that Not everyone is going to stay in your life and I feel like I never, people always say it around me, but I never thought it would apply to me because all the friends I've had, I've pretty much kept them all. And we all have like a healthy relationship type of thing. But I never thought that I would have such a, such a tight bond with someone and just have it disappear. So what I learned is you only have yourself. And I learned that sometimes I need to, cause I do speak my mind a lot. <laughs> And sometimes I need to just relax and um, be more calm about stuff and say it in a
2: kinder way, nicer way. We have to take into consideration the other person's point of view. If we don't, we become ignorant to what the other person might have felt or how they might have interpreted the actions or things he's said and done. We could potentially lose a strong relationship over miscommunication that was never resolved. All because neither decided to confront the situation.
4: When you're in a friendship, always have respect for each other. I feel like that's key. Always have communication. And if you have a misunderstanding, talk about it. At least if you care about the person. If you don't care about the person, I mean, then you're not going to fix it. But if you do, you want to sit down with them and talk and clear the air. Because it's not good to just be arguing with people. Like, that's toxic. You don't need that in your life. What would you tell people that
3: are going through this or did go through this and don't know
4: how to mm. do it? One thing is, in high school, friends are gonna come and go. And if it's one of your closest friends, it's okay. You're not gonna die. You're gonna live. <laughs> you're gonna be fine. <laughs> Just focus in school. You were in high school, you we're young. Eventually, when you get older, you're not gonna have any friends because you're gonna have kids, you're gonna be living your life. <laughs> right <laughs> i mean if, if you do keep your friends in, that's a good thing and just know we're in high school not everyone's like mature or whatever not saying i'm like mature but i think i'm pretty mature but other people are not and sometimes you're gonna meet friends who ha- live in a total different environment from you and you're gonna realize that maybe they're not good for you or maybe they are good for you and that's okay like it's okay to like not be friends with someone and but you can always fix it it just depends on you if you have the courage to want to fix it and the other person and if they don't want to fix it then don't force it don't force it just don't
2: okay Um. if she were to be listening to this what would you tell her?
4: I would tell her <laughs> I would tell her Um. regardless of what's happening you can always come back to me if you need anything my family is always there my house is always open to you Um. I still love you Regardless of our differences, like you always have a space in my heart. Regardless of what people say about you or people say you talk about about me, I I'm not going to pay attention to that. Like I love you for you and, you know, you you can always rely on me. Even though I might not seem like it, if you ever need a right hand, I'm there.
2: In the end, we really only have ourselves. During our darkest moments, it's only ever us. Still That doesn't mean you should just leave everyone. The relationships you have now matter, and you should cherish every moment of it. When faced with difficulties, you should try to fix things, and if it isn't fixable, then maybe it's best to let them go. You will survive, and you'll be okay, because there's still so much more to experience.
1: In life, there's different kinds of friends. There's those friends you've known for months, days, even years. Those friends you've known since you were younger. Some of us are lucky enough to have those friends and continue to stay close. While others just stay simple acquaintances. Sometimes those friends you say will be your friends forever are those that leave early on in life. Here we have creative director Angelica Makutai sharing her own story on how her and who we'll call Elle became the best of friends and later have conflicts, causing Angelica never being able to speak to Elle ever again.
5: So during 8th grade, I was assigned to write a eulogy, which is a letter you write to someone who has passed away and you'd read it in front of a big crowd during a funeral. And so... I wrote a eulogy to my best friend, L, at that time. Today we decide to celebrate the wondrous life of our friend, a daughter, and an extraordinary human being on this planet. L, you are my best friend, the one who understood me the best. When I was down and when I needed someone to release my anger or some type of emotion, you lent your ear and your shoulder for me to rant and cry on. <laughs> You provided me with such horrible, corny jokes which would make us both laugh hysterically. You were the sunshine to my rain. Your brace free joyous smile, and your extremely loud laugh was your signature. You shared your zest for life and the passion for all those things that were important to you. Our friendship is like no other. Nothing could ever compare. I like to say we are magnets. At time we could both be positive charge and repel from each other no matter what. Other times, one of us would be positive and the other would be negative, constantly sticking to each other and attract. Our friendship is like the roller coaster ride at, called Space Mountain at Disneyland. We cannot see what lies ahead of us, but if we take the chance, we'd end up enjoying the outcome. In the dark, we won't know if the rocket ship will go up or down or left or right, All we know is that we take risks and create many memories together, which will live on forever. At a young age, I saw Elle as an annoying, spoiled brat, wealthy and all. I never really conducted a decent conversation with her, which is why I don't seem to understand where I got my first impression from. Throughout my youth, Elle and I were never really close as we turned out to be. It was like a hate-hate relationship for me. I would always see her during the weekends, and our families would be so close. But I never seemed to get along with her. On the other hand, Elle would constantly attempt to hold a simple conversation with me. Since I, Angelica Makutai, was a bipolar, selfish, unknowing child, I would recall seeing myself ignore her as if she was a ghost. This happened until we reached middle school. When I found out that Elle was going to the same school as me, my whole perspective of her changed. During 6th grade, we got to know each other. From then on, Elle was still very annoying, but she was so intelligent, mature, but immature sometimes. Bipolar, perplexing, ear-splitting, and the most enthusiastic person in the whole entire world. When I was with Elle, I felt like every day we were drawing only a streak of paint onto our marvelous painting in which was our friendship. I had a tremendous privilege to meet someone as complex and amazing as you. I just only hoped that many more people were given the opportunity to form a unique friendship like ours. You are my thunder buddy, my long-lost sister, my gaga, which means my foolish person in Filipino. You're a talented human being, a great friend, and a loud one, in fact. I love you, Elle. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me. The thought of you will never leave my head. Your spirit and your ugly face will continue to live on with us here on Earth. I wrote this not knowing what the future was ahead of us. I didn't know that. I'd eventually lose her for good. No, she didn't pass away. She just left me. Elle and I are from the same religious organization. Growing up, she she helped me believe in it even more so that I'd become stronger in my faith. and. She was the one who encouraged me to believe in such things. But during October of 2016, I found out that she and her family said something that wasn't true and it would go against this religious organization we were both a part of. And because of that, she was expelled. Even though it sounds so ridiculous, I understand why. And on that day... I knew that I lost a sister, and I knew that I lost my best friend for good. I really didn't want to believe it, so I immediately texted her. I asked Elle if this was all true, and she wouldn't even tell me the truth. She told me that it's too big of a problem to explain to me. She wanted to talk to me, she wanted to hang out with me and pretend that everything was okay but she knew that what she did was wrong. I knew what she did was wrong, and I decided to push my friendship, to push my favorite person aside from my beliefs. The person I trusted the most was gone. I know now that I have my new friends, and I'm close with them, and I share my problems and my happiness with them, but I know that no one would ever compare to her. And I know that I can't get her back. Well, like looking back now, I'm I'm happy that I I didn't dig deeper because I'm happy with where I am right now with who I associate myself with. I'm I'm instilled in in my roots. Like, I know nothing can sway me. I believe that I did not do anything wrong in terms of choosing this particular belief over my most treasured friendship. Although she is no longer in my life, she helped me become who I am, and I'm happy with who I am. Like, I'm outspoken because of her, I'm more, empathetic because of her. I'm more productive. I'm more studious. I play volleyball because she forced me to do it. And I believe that I'm still strong. And I'm still me. And nothing can change that.
1: Imagine we get broken up with. I broke up with the 408.
0: Yeah, that would be a very difficult breakup, I think. That, that would
1: be the hardest breakup right? in history.
0: So, who do we have to thank for this episode?
1: For this episode, we would like to thank producers Melody Bustillo and Nathalie Orango, creative directors Angelica Makutai and Kevin Lopez, and the production managers Charmaine Kapinlac and Akuia Jefferson, as well as thanking our awesome marketing team who is beginning to take life all thanks to joseph ramos sarah kim and stephanie lopez we are your executive producers yasuri palma and andres reconco <laughs> and please follow our instagram at the 408 and turn on our post notifications so you are informed for what is coming next we would like to hear what you guys want to hear
0: and there are some cool posters out there that ask you for your input about what kind of stories you want to hear next yasuri that was amazing stop (laughs) thank you (laughs) no that was great I I, I love this episode I feel like I feel like we've opened up some uh, some souls you know and that some people will learn some lessons here about what it means to be friends and and the difficulties right of relationships yeah so I think that's it right for this episode Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you for coming back right for season four And uh, if this is your first episode, then spread the word and talk to people and tell people that it's amazing and that they need to listen to it, right?
1: Yes. They should come listen to all these beautiful and brave teenagers sharing their stories and allowing their voices to be heard and allowing their deepest, darkest secrets being exposed. Oh, my God, that's crazy, huh? We're literally telling people secrets here. That's our business. People are literally opening up to us. Like, best wrangles, no? That's what we do.
0: One final shout out is to the artist who created the music that we use um, for this episode. And the artist's name is Lee Rosevier. The track name is Let's Start at the Beginning. And you can find this artist at freemusicarchive.org.